Welcome to the Vacation Impossible podcast for Saturday, November 19th, and we are coming to you from, once again, thank God, a cruise ship. <laughs> we are back on a ship. This is the Carnival Celebration Extravaganza podcast episode, uh, because we are currently uh, at the end of the first ever sailing of this new ship, and it's a transatlantic voyage that went from Southampton, which sometimes they call London, but it's not that close to London, uh, and it went to Spain and Portugal and Miami. And so we're probably going to be mostly talking about that, but also in today's episode we do have a, a viewer mail that we'll be responding Ooh. to, a listener mail for those of you listening on uh, your podcast platform of choice, which hopefully you are subscribed to us on. And if you haven't already, please give us a rating on your platform of choice. Of course, five stars is nice, but do be honest. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just start off with, I guess, a general review of the Carnival Celebration. Mike, what do you think of this new XL class cruise ship? I love this ship. I absolutely Love this ship. I wish I could live on it, to be honest. Um, For the last two weeks, we kind of did. We did, and actually. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am yeah. sad to be going tomorrow. Yeah, Absolutely. no, this is our last full day sailing. Uh, we arrive in the port at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We're not allowed off until 10. Anyways, uh, this has been a fantastic sailing. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots to do, lots to see. Uh, the ports were fantastic. Um, yeah, I would like to do this cruise again. This is a beautiful ship. It's massive. There's so much to do. There's, you, you're never bored. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. No. This is this is a great ship. Um, one thing that's interesting about us going into port uh, tomorrow is I learned that when a new ship comes to America for the first time, mm-hmm. every single person on the ship has to be interviewed by immigration, yeah. and the ship doesn't know when which crew member will be selected. So they will just get pulled out of their jobs to go suddenly be subjected to an immigration interview. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's something to consider if you ever are on a ship that's coming to America for the first ever time. The staff are going to be under some stress because even if you're the most law-abiding, innocent person in the world that's a stressful moment for you so we're going to try and be understanding tomorrow and yeah when you get off the ship is kind of a variable thing we're just gonna have lots of patience and uh you know be prepared to hurry up and wait but in terms of this ship the ship is amazing uh the xl class wow this is great uh one thing that i like and one thing that's very different about this particular ship is that it is lng powered that's liquefied Mm. natural gas so it's a little better than diesel environmentally uh speaking however one thing that i learned and that i didn't know prior it was one of the presentations is this is kind of like a prius this is like a hybrid so we actually ran out of lng sometime i think yesterday and we converted to diesel diesel. uh and one thing i really like about the lng is that you don't have that trail of smoke coming out of the smokestack and trailing behind the ship uh and so when we switched from lng to diesel i could kind of smell it i could see the trail it obscured sort of part of the horizon as a result and of course i'm aware that environmentally it's not as good uh and so this ship isn't designed to be crossing the atlantic on a regular basis she's designed for seven day sailings probably to the caribbean for the most part although carnival does over the lifespan of the ships move them around but uh so it'll probably operate on lng most of the time uh in its entirety but that was kind of interesting uh, to me, to to learn that, and so yeah, this ship is great. Um, it's is it the best ship I've ever been on? Best ship is a question we get all the time. What's your favorite ship? What's your best ship? Would you say that this is your favorite ship, Mike? So far, the ships that I've been on, this is my favorite ship. Yeah, it has a roller coaster. That roller coaster was cool. We did the bolt. We have a roller coaster on our ship. 
Yeah, fifteen dollars mm-hmm. a person. Uh, you get yeah. to go on two circuits yeah. for that fifteen dollars, and two people can ride at once, as we did. Uh, mm-hmm. So the person in the front position can drive. So you have like a throttle on the left yep. and like a boost on the right. No, the boost is on the left. Oh, and the boost then the is throttles on the right. I had that completely. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't really need the boost because as soon as you hit that throttle, you, you go. You go, and you need to hold on. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. if you if you do it more than once, then maybe you'd you'd want to throttle up. Yeah, but uh, you get yeah. used to it. I, I assume it, yeah. it's just amazing uh, on a roller coaster, looking out and seeing water or deck or people or smokestack yeah. or whatever. Uh, and so it is really cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that price point? Do you think it's worth fifteen dollars? No, it's not. No, I think it needs to be either reduced or have it as a free option. Or yeah, but no, fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's a bit much, I think, because there are people here that want to ride it more often, and you know. And I yeah, no, I agree. When we went, there was virtually no wait. There was one yeah. person in front of us, but um, the whole time that I've been on the ship, whenever I've been near the bolt, I've never seen a line. No, there's never and been a line from what I've seen. No, this is the inaugural cruise, and you would think that there would be uh, more interest rather than less. Yeah. Now, admittedly, on these journeys cruises, which is what they call these repositioning cruises, where they have some special things, and we were able to interview Tom Parks, uh, yep. the guy who does the lectures on journeys cruises. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel for that interview coming soon. Uh, that's uh, youtube.com slash vacation impossible. But um, it's, so there's a lot of interesting, unique things. And as a result of that, you tend to get a different demographic of cruisers. And so it tends to be a little bit older, fewer children, uh, probably because of the expense, partly because of the time involved and the time of year it is. This being November, children are generally in school this yeah. time of year. And, you know, two weeks is a long commitment and things like that. So it's possible that maybe in a regular seven day sailing, it will actually hit that sweet spot better. But to me, it felt like it was overpriced. It Way felt overpriced. like, uh, they weren't maximizing the market. I think if they brought the price down to 10 or $7, something in that range, maybe even 5 Even at $5, you got two rounds. I think that's great. Yeah, or like $5 for one circuit, 7 for two. Yeah. Oh, something like that yeah. would be a great, uh, uh, I think, a good value. Yeah. And then they would probably have had more bookings. It would have been in operation more. And so in the end, I think they might have actually made more money that way rather than less by having more people go at a lower price point, even if it is like $10, $12, something lower. It feels like they set the price point a little too high. Yeah. Um, just from a supply and demand perspective. Yeah. So... And it is really, like, it's quick. It's not a long experience. No. So, like, if you compare spending that amount of money to go see a two-hour movie versus the, I don't, I don't want to speculate too much, but how long do you think that ride was? Like 15, 20 seconds? For, for one circuit or for, for one? For one. Yeah. yeah I'd say uh, maybe 20 seconds. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah. hard to kind of be aware of the time because you're. It's so surreal and everything's going on. You got adrenaline, but yeah, it's definitely not a very long ride. And so I think that it's great. Try it once, but um, yeah. at that price point, I probably wouldn't go more than once. And yeah. that's a shame because if it was at even ten dollars, I probably would have thought about doing it twice. Uh, so that's Bolt, uh, which is one of the interesting features on this class of ship. Um, I think that. The Dream Class still holds a special place in my heart because of Deck 5 Promenade. Mm. So the Dream Class is the Breeze, the Dream, and the Magic. And on Deck 5, they have the hot tubs where there's like four on each side and they half hang out over the side of the ship. I've not been on those ships yet. Yeah, and not a lot of people know about those even when they go on it. So getting a hot tub is really easy. Even on this ship, with it does have multitude hot tubs in various locations. It doesn't have like to that same degree. 
Uh, and so that's something where I feel that the dream class it has a little bit better. Um, and so there's that. But otherwise, I think this ship is pretty good. Uh, one thing, a uh, common criticism I hear about cruise ships is they say, oh, I don't want to go and hang out on a floating mall. And this one, more than any other, has felt like a floating mall it to does, me. Yeah. When you're walking on deck, uh, you know, what is it, seven and eight, where it's kind of like where Emeralds is, uh, yeah. you know, where some of the bars are, uh, where the deli is, that really kind of feels like you're, you're in a floating mall. However, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's a definite different feeling. Like, you remember the fantasy classes, you know, when we go on the Sensation yep. and the Paradise, you walk in and there was that huge atrium. Yeah. And so there's not, like, there's there's not that awe moment where you look up and up no. and up and you can see, like, 11 to 14 decks in one, like, and then you see the skylight at the top. Yeah. So some of the newer ships lack some of that majesty. I think, like, the Conquest class and the, and the Dream class still have some of that. But when you get into Vista... On the Vista class, I find that I almost feel like I have to duck when I'm in their atrium because it feels like the ceilings mm. are low. And they've got that digital thing um, that spans several decks, which is kind of cool to see at first. But I find that it, it, it lacks the wow factor that I've, those fantasy classes I haven't been have. on the Vista yet, but hopefully I will in the near future. Yeah, and so I think this is a little bit, uh, it has more wow factor than the Vista. Mm -hmm. class i think and so yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a good ship so many food options up until about 10 o'clock <laughs> yeah and then it's only pizza and then only, only till four pizza that's it yeah i mean we yes. haven't been up uh where pizza hasn't been available so pizza not being available from 4 a.m until i don't know when exactly when they open um that's been okay uh, a lot of people online have been really upset about the lack of 24-hour pizza it hasn't affected us personally but i do think that there's people who might be on a particular diet where they have to eat every two hours or someone with insomnia yeah. or things like that and i've said this for years like if you have uh you know acid reflux in the middle of the night getting some ice cream can help with that if you mm -hmm. if you've run out of tums and the fun shops are closed but like the ice cream i believe is no longer 24 hours i, I read not? that online oh. um i haven't really checked on this ship okay. because again when when we've wanted these things, uh, pizza and ice cream, it's been available, thankfully. Yeah. So it hasn't been a problem for us. But uh, it was interesting. We attended the uh, the VIFP uh, Platinum and Diamond uh, mm -hmm. party uh, because I'm Platinum. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and it is very different right now uh, than it was before COVID. Uh, so the parties are back, but they're not back the way they were. There was no food. Uh, the only beverages were red or white wine. And uh, they had some cans of pop, but that was often not available. Uh, and so if you're expecting, you know, lots of varied drinks, because that's what I used to go. I used to go and get, like, lots of different kinds of fruity drinks. I'm a yeah. fruity drink kind of guy. Wine always gives me the worst hangover, uh, so I just don't touch it anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And so I miss the, the, like, the little shrimp tarts that you used to get and, mm -hmm. like, uh, some of the other stuff they had um, at those parties. But they put on a show, which was um, interesting. Uh yeah, stay tuned on our uh, TikTok and YouTube for clips from that because, yeah. uh, wow, hard to describe. Um, kind of unperformable today in, with modern sensibilities. Like, uh, they at the end, they kind of hinted that this was an old thing that they used to do ages ago. So maybe in the 80s or something, this would have been uh, uh, more common. But, uh, I mean, I wasn't offended. I found it very funny. I found it very funny, too. Entertaining, yeah. Yeah, but I think that when I put a clip of it on TikTok, I'm going to title that video the day everyone at Carnival got fired. <laughs> I don't think anyone did, and I don't want anyone to get in trouble no. for this. Don't, no. don't go and complain about it. I'm not trying to highlight it to get people upset and have an angry mob try 
to go get people, you know, uh, uh, canceled or whatever. But it's just, it was, it was edgy. It was very adult and there were children uh, present, but I don't think it was bad. I don't think like it crossed any boundaries. It didn't cross any lines or boundaries, but yeah, like I don't, almost like I've seen Saturday Night Live do far worse yeah, you know, relatively recently. So yeah. I think that it's you know uh, it's it's okay, but it was it was surprising, uh, and so credit to them because maybe it's because of COVID things, or it's also because uh, it was in their theater, their big Spectrum theater, which they do have this huge theater, which is great for uh, live performances and things like that. Uh, however, it, that kind of setup isn't really good for like, like they don't have drink service in there. Yeah. So sometimes they have the comedians in there and they change the branding to punchliner on the signs if they need a if they think they need a bigger audience or they need an extra venue they don't have a room available for the you know comedian uh, but there's no drink service there because it's just not accessible because it's like it's 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 kind of movie theater seating but not like modern movie theaters yeah. it's like it was in the 90s where you're in tighter packed rows yeah. uh, nowadays you go to certain places and you get like the reclining seats and stuff this wasn't that uh, there's movie theaters of yeah like the 90s kind of style um, so, uh, yeah, they couldn't have food service and the drinks were somewhat limited. And so to make up for that, they put on this very kind of raunchy, funny, uh, uh, show. So at least, you know, it's nice that the VIFP parties are back, uh, in whatever capacity they are. And, uh, we do have some breaking news just recently announced faster mm-hmm. to the fun is coming back to carnival starting in December of 2022. Uh, so that's this year, this December. So, um, yep. By the time you're listening to this, I believe it's already available for purchase. So people who care about Faster to the Fun, uh, it's back. So that's one more thing that Carnival is bringing back. Shortly before this cruise, they lifted pretty much all COVID restrictions, um, except for certain ports. And I just heard, more breaking news, that um, I believe at the end of the year, they're bringing back mandatory masks on cruises to Australia. Oh, so okay. it's not a totally linear thing where everything is getting lifted and we're and it's it's constant progress. There's going to be two steps forward, one step back as we find our way forward. Um, and so I think that's part of the philosophy that I've taken to this is like uh, normally I'd be humming and hawing about trying the bolt and the specialty restaurants. And after, you know, not being able to cruise for the better part of three years, I kind of made a deal with myself. I promised myself I'd say yes to more things. Uh, and so that's good for me, bad for my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming off this cruise owing more than I think any cruise before, including when we did Atlantis that time, which Atlantis is a $200 excursion. That is, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it, I, I think it's trying to look to a positive in everything that's been happening over the last mm-hmm. few years. Uh, try to take all those opportunities that you can and s- try to say yes to more things, I think, is a good way to go. Uh, Sam and I tried out the specialty restaurants. We did the steakhouse. Um, I have to change my recommendation on the steakhouse. Back when I tried it on the Panorama, it uh, it was amazing. And it was a strong recommend in that video and in Facebook groups when people ask, oh, is the steakhouse worth it? I was mm-hmm. saying yes after having tried that. But now they've raised the prices and removed some of the options. Mm-hmm. So you're paying more for less. They no longer have the Wagyu option. They no longer bring out the chest of salts, which honestly the first time it happened, I was like super anxious because I like I, sea salt. I don't know. Like how many different kinds of salts are there in my culinary universe? There's not a lot. There's right. table salt. There's sea salt. There's a couple others. That's about it for me. And this was like, this was like, um, they were, they were having diamonds or something in a special case. So, you know, I was half wow. expecting it to be like, you know, handcuffed to the guy's wrist. <laughs> it was a wooden chest thing, but they brought it over and they opened it. And I was like, I, I remember leaning over to Mindy and I'm like, just pick something that I like. I don't know what half of this is. Why is that salt pink? I don't know. What, yeah. Himalayan? I don't need, I don't need the origin story of myself. Ah, Himalayan salt. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, 
Yeah, and I had heard of it, but that's all I knew about it. And, yeah. But at the same time, it was still kind of nice and fancy, and so now you just have the table salt there. Um, and so there was that. They also no longer do the art at the table. Uh, and maybe that's a COVID thing. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. But they used to put down this lucite slab on top of the table, and they would design with, like, compote and chocolate and stuff, this, this art. Um, I, th- I think they used, like, uh, liquid nitrogen at one point or something. It was, like, Ooh. crazy. Wow. Um, so they do have this chocolate ball that they pour hot something on, and then it melts and reveals the dessert inside. So there is that option yeah. if you're looking to maybe impress a date or have a moment and experience there. Um, but it, it's much smaller. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so with the higher cost and comparing it to what we would pay for similar food back home for a full entree at a reasonably nice restaurant back home, you're getting this, which is just it's the entree, the appetizer and the dessert. So it's a little bit more value than you get back home. But when you consider how much you pay to get on the cruise to merely have access to that, it would be like if there was a cover fee at the local restaurant Mm -hmm. uh, and that sort of stuff. So unfortunately, right now, the current prices and what's being offered, I don't recommend that. Sam and I did try bonsai teppanyaki, though, after, and you heard about this if you listened to our last podcast episode, where I just kind of fell in love with Benihana, and so I'm like, teppanyaki guy now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I signed up for that as quickly as I could. That is worth it. That is worth it. It is, you get a show, uh, you get a good meal. It's like, uh, it's like, what is it, a seven-course meal and a five-course dessert, or six. Wow. There were six courses in the dessert. It was insane. I mean, it's wow. a bento box with six boxes, and each one has a little different dessert. But yeah. still, uh, that felt like a great value. And the thing is, the steakhouse is a pretty big venue, and that's another thing. I don't know that they're setting their prices mm-hmm. to their supply and demand curve because half the steakhouse was empty most of the time we were there. Mm-hmm. I almost never saw a lineup walking by. So I don't think that it's enticing people. They're not making full use of the space. Whereas Teppanyaki, we had to go at 9 p.m. because that's the only time that was left. And we were looking on like day two of the cruise to try and book this. And it filled up right away. So um, popular. Well, and the other thing, too, is is they only have three tables in Bonsai Teppanyaki on this ship. Each table sits 10 people. So you can only have 30 people at a setting. Versus the steakhouse that's got a capacity three to four times that size. Wow. Uh, so, Bonsai Teppanyaki, yes. Strong recommend. Steakhouse, don't don't fully recommend for the price. Now, I mean, if the money is, is no concern to you, if money's no object and you don't care about money, you can go check it out. Um, but don't expect an amazing experience. You know, it's got a fancier dress code. It's a little nicer. You do have some more sense of elegance, but not to the degree that I found on the Panorama in 2019. <laughs> Mike, what do you think about the food options on the ship? How did you find the food? Food was great. Um, I had the, uh, waffle and chicken this morning or this afternoon, earlier this afternoon. Wasn't that good. Um, but overall, I think the, the food tastes great. Uh, the amount of food in the plate is plentiful. Uh, you can order more than one, uh, at a time if you wish, but I believe although if you breaking order, news, <laughs> yeah, if you order three, you got to pay $5, is it? Yeah. So your yeah. first two entrees are, are included at, at yeah. the main dining room. But every entree after that would be $5. Yeah. Uh, we never ran into that being an issue. We got plenty of food within one or two entrees all the time, the three of us, you, me, and Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it didn't. again, it didn't impact us. But, again, people on the Internet are kind of upset about that. And the thing is, in the past, Sam has ordered more than two lobster tails on formal night. And that was the thing is you used to get like a big lobster, then it became lobster tail, so you had to order multiples. And so now it's like it's capped at two. So it feels like it's all about the lobster. And as someone who doesn't care about lobster, that's kind of a little irritating because it's like, you know, the world doesn't have to totally revolve around that one dish. Yeah. And maybe it is more than that. That's an assumption I'm making. But 
Uh, yeah, so I think Sam was a little irritated that he had that limitation, but he yeah. did fine within that limitation. But some of the portions did feel a little smaller. Some were a little smaller, but they're well-cooked. Um, you know, they ask you if you're going to get the steak. Uh, how do you want it cooked? And medium rare is what I go for, and it was medium rare every single time. The uh, The food quality is fantastic. Could add a little bit more onto the plate, you know, but... Um, Overall, you got your uh, appetizer, you get your main entry, and then you get your dessert. And you can get and, multiples. And you can of get each. multiples of each. You know? Just well, cap it at two, two for entree. Two, but I think yeah. for appetizer, I think I think one point seven has three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Without being charged. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that food's great. Um, the the service is great. They're quick. They're on your table. Um, they get your orders. They fill your water glasses. And, uh, yeah, within five, ten minutes, I think we got our food, started arriving, and uh, service was great. I have no issues with the service. They're very polite. They acknowledge you by name. And, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, I'm a avid cruiser now. On the, on the whole, I found the food, the food service in the restaurants very good. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of minor things here and there. Mm-hmm. I went to brunch one day, uh, and I didn't get my toast. And, oh. uh, and I, and I like, and I wanted to get some ketchup for my fries. Mm-hmm. And so like they, they, they dropped the plate in front of me and like vanished like ninjas. I didn't see him again until oh. much later until actually I was leaving. So I like, I never had an opportunity to follow up on the toast or request ketchup. And so that was one brunch experience. And so I find that like the service at brunch and lunch doesn't reach the same level as dinner. And okay. I think that's. I mean, for me, that's normal. That's kind of the Western experience is you expect a greater experience with dinner. Dinner's the big meal. If you're going on a date with someone, it's a dinner. You don't take someone for lunch or or breakfast so often. I mean, you can, and it would be sort of, but that would be a unique original idea. It's not the norm. So um, there was that. And then there was one time where on the middle formal night where it was like the 80s throwback captains, whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. um, there were some weird shenanigans going on with the app. We would check into the restaurant and it would say like mm. a two hour wait. And I'm like, well, it's the captain's formal night. And so like, I think that's when they had lobster tail or something. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe it's super popular. And so like the time would kind of, you know, it updates in 10 minute increments, but then it went from like 50 minutes to your table is ready. Yeah. Uh, and so we were scrambling because we thought we had nearly an hour still to wait. We weren't yeah. totally, you know, uh, we suited up. We weren't suited up yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't want to get in a suit and then wait around for two hours in like humid, warm, hot conditions. That's not great. You're yeah. going to show up in a sweaty suit. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not elegant. I wouldn't call that elegant. Um, and so when we were, uh, finally got there because the first time they called us, we weren't close to ready. Sam canceled it. We rebooked and it happened again. Started waiting two hours. When it got to about 50 minutes, boom, table ready. We get there, and it both times it said table ready. It said table number 700. I'm like, oh, round number. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, and same table both times. And like that means that the people who were there before ate in an hour about. Because it had been about an hour. Uh, we get there, and they end up walking us to a completely different restaurant. We were supposed to be in Festival. Instead, they took us to Carnival, Carnival uh, yeah. which is their t- set time dining restaurant. We were in the Your Time Dining, hence the booking reservations waiting and that's from 5 30 to 9 30 is it from uh, your time dining yeah exactly yeah. you can check in any time in yeah. that in that time frame i yeah. believe and so uh yeah we had to like walk to a different deck and instead of aft it was midship so we had to go down a deck and like one third of the ship forward yeah. and then they sat us at a completely different numbered table and because we are in multiple cabins mike and i are in one cabin sam's in his own uh, we're coordinating through the app, which for checking in, that's pretty good. But uh, Sam had hurt his ankle really bad, and he was on crutches. Yeah. And they're making him run all over the ship, basically, uh, you know, to try and find us. And 
the waiter that we dealt with, the head waiter, uh, Manuel, I think that he didn't appreciate, because I think there must have been some chaos that night. I think that, because, like, it wouldn't be normal for them to do that. And so yeah. I think that they, maybe they didn't anticipate the demand right, or there was some other issue, but I get the feeling he was having a bad evening. And everyone can have a bad evening. Yeah. I, I And I'm reading into it. I don't know. But my theory is is that maybe, like, whoever he, he, he reports to. He wasn't supposed to, to be there. Maybe he was supposed yeah. to be at a different restaurant. Yeah. What I'm thinking is, do you get paid, do, do the waiters get paid more or less, depending on what restaurant you're in? Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I th- I think that they they that might factor into like tips and stuff with regards yeah. to whether it's main main dining room or like if you're on Lido. Yeah. But I think that uh, for this person, I think that he was just I think he was probably supposed to be in festival. He ended up in carnival, and with with an unfamiliar setup, and and I suspect it was last minute. I don't know. I got the sense he was stressed. I got the sense that he was annoyed at someone who probably wasn't us, possibly his boss. I don't know. But the point is, is that he kept like he went through the perfunctory things that you say, like hey, how are you? How's your day, or how are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, and then he would immediately walk away before we started responding, or like mid-response, yeah. with this like totally blank expression. So like he was having a bit of a day, and so I was think like I kind of took note of his name. Like I said, his name was Manuel. Um, but then Sam told me that he went back for I think lunch or brunch one day, and that was his primary server, and the guy was awesome. And oh. so I think that that was just somebody who was under stress, and so who they they didn't adapt to the adversity really well. But like on the normal day, they're probably doing fine. So I don't think yeah. I'll probably mention it in like the survey or anything because we and we had some amazing people. We did. Um, yeah. The first night, or was it first or second night in MDR? There was that guy uh, who was absolutely amazing. Um, I took a picture of his name. I should probably look it up because he was he was fantastic. He was giving us advice about ports, about life, about how to eat and dessert and healthy really? eating, healthy living. I all was this there, stuff. right? Because I don't remember that. Yeah, he was the guy who kept recommending the fruit plate because he was talking about how like fruit was like the best sugars and how like you can eat fruit and lose weight. Oh, and yes, all that stuff. Yes. And then we saw yeah. him at Lido yeah. on a couple of breakfasts, and he was like, uh, I think it was. Um, I forget which port we were in Vigo, I think. He was looking out and he was like, I can tell this is a good port uh, because all those houses have intact roofs. And he's like, mm-hmm. we go to some places, that's not true. This yeah. place it is. This is a rich, safe place. You go have fun. Yeah. Uh, so he was awesome. Uh, and he, I mean, I kind of wish that he had been set time dining and that we had had it because then we could have had him every night. Because mm-hmm. I swear to God, he would have been our life coach by the end yeah. of this cruise. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he gave insightful, interesting, humorous observations and advice about all sorts of topics. And yeah. he was he was amazing and then like later in the cruise I saw people were actually like requesting him and waiting for him and really? he actually and yeah and somebody was like oh we were waiting for you but we couldn't wait any longer he yeah. goes I'm very popular and but he said it in a in a way that was still like humble and yeah. that's a hard thing to say yeah. in humility but he managed yeah. it so yeah. like there there's there's definitely some awesome people our cabin steward has been fantastic he's been great yeah um I mean, he hasn't, like, gone above and beyond because our needs have been just regular, but he's been super nice. Yeah. So when I was on the Sunshine, we had Larson, and I'll always remember him because he took care of my mom and and, uh, and Julian very well, breaking the mice all the time and stuff like that. Uh, but this guy was great, too, and he was a real sport. He's actually in uh, one of our videos on YouTube, yeah. so you can check it out. It's Meeting Our Cabin Steward on the Carnival Celebration. Uh, he knew we were filming, and he was, he was a great sport. He played along. So, yeah, I think he's been great. Great. So let's take a break from the Carnival Celebration Love Fest and mix it up a little bit with some viewer mail. Oh, viewer mail. Okay. Uh, so I think this was in response to um, one of the videos that we had put up uh, and a topic we covered in a previous podcast. Normally, if it's an email, it's because it's a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, YouTube, we just get the comments. However, you want to reach out to us, whether it's that, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. Um, but we've got a comment here from Cindy. 
uh, which is which is kind of interesting, and it was about changes to the VIFP program. That was the subject of her email. Mm-hmm. So she says, my thoughts as a stockholder and platinum member is that I don't feel you properly reward your loyal cruisers. And I want to stop right there. Mm-hmm. I think she thinks we work for Carnival. I think she thinks we represent Carnival. And so I want to make it abundantly clear. We don't. We don't. We're just a couple of guys. <laughs> a couple of guys that love taking Carnival. As as. As we get some notoriety on the internet through our Facebook groups, our YouTube channel, and our podcast, some people think we're travel agents. We are not. They think we run a travel agency. We do not. We're not PVPs. We don't work for Carnival. We have no association with Carnival. We are just fans. That having been said, if if Carnival wants to sponsor us, you know, send us an email. Reach out. We're open to it. Uh, In fact, on this cruise, we tested a product that's supposed to help with seasickness, and it had some fairly solid results. So stay tuned for that. We're going to put a video out on YouTube that'll show you all about that. It'll have product links. Uh, So if you suffer from seasickness, for now, we do have a video where a Navy veteran gives you advice on, like, a bunch of ways to deal with seasickness, both medication, diet, and actually just kind of, like, mental focus, physical things you can do. Mm -hmm. So whatever kind of intervention you want to take, whether it's, like, doc, load me up with the meds, or I want to, like, you know, meditate my way through it, do yoga, something, uh, that video can help in the meantime, but also stay tuned. We've got a product recommendation. It's going to be coming soon on our YouTube channel. Uh, But anyways, the point is, uh, we are not Carnival. No, we're not. So getting back to this is, don't feel you properly reward your loyal cruisers. And I I mean, I kind of agree to some sense like i think that like the bottle of water for red that's pretty good uh the one drink uh at gold there's so many restrictions on it you still need to get that i still need to get uh, that yeah it has to be after 5 p.m well so 13 minutes yeah <laughs> we're yeah. we're recording this shortly before dinner uh here on the last day so uh you know you can get your free drink but the restrictions on that's ridiculous yeah um and and that so that doesn't feel great but you and you get the pin so you got your pin, but now yeah. you have to go to Pixels to get your pin. Yeah. Uh, you used to get a letter outlining your perks. Now you just kind of got, like, there, there's QR codes you can scan. It's on the web, but it's like you got to be a detective or watch our YouTube videos uh, mm-hmm. to find out about the perks. Um, it's not as before where they gave you a letter and they itemized what it was and how to claim it. Yeah. Uh, and so for the drink things before you had the paper voucher and you could show that now, uh, even with uh, platinum, you get a drink, but that has to be at brunch. So I can't have a drink with my friend cause he, his is after 5 PM. Mine's at brunch. Who is that benefiting? What cost savings is there? I don't know. Um, and so, and, and it's like, oh, I yeah. have to, I have to drink at brunch. Fantastic! Like, I gotta, I gotta drink early in the day. That's an interesting message <laughs> to send to your cruisers. And so, uh, I get that. Uh, and I think that also right now with COVID, a lot of things like the um, the priority boarding was gone for the longest time. It's only just starting to come back. Yeah. So I get where they're coming from. And um, we have a video on YouTube where we talk about there's a job posting up on Carnival's website for somebody to redesign the VIFP program. Don't set your hair on fire. Don't freak out. It's not happening right now, but clearly it's a priority for them in the future. Yeah. They got to hire the person. The person's going to figure out what it was. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the letter or email goes on to say, I understand the need to engage new ones, but it's just as important, if not more, to keep your loyal cruisers. I agree. You need new qu- customer acquisition, which you can do through things like sponsoring YouTubers. It's uh, <laughs> advertising. That's advertising. New customer acquisition. But also the loyal cruisers, uh, you know, keeping them 
you know, uh, brand ambassadors, basically. Like, we're, we're all little John Yields, maybe not totally with the accuracy and the and the announcing news and sometimes picking fights with Facebook groups unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're out there, we're talking about cruising. We talk about everybody we know, everyone we work with, our friends and family. I've convinced Mike to cruise. If it yep. wasn't for me uh, enjoying I it, he wouldn't, wouldn't have. I've done know. it, no. Because with me, I get motion sick very easily. But uh, I can manage it, which is great. And recently discovered on this ship that I there's a device that actually helps me so I can do more cruises without any worry and which I will be doing and previously with the motion sickness you had still gone on like four or five cruises I, or something yeah, like a half I, dozen cruises I still did you it suffered be- through it it's yeah. it was worth it to you to yeah. suffer through it yeah um, I'll try it and so yeah. I think that, that, that carnival should think about the loyalty perks they give to people as almost part of their advertising because it turns us into advertisers for them yeah. at a relatively low cost. and also keeps us as returning customers. It really seem, seems like win-freaking-win to me. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. Um, so it goes on here. Uh, I feel like we should get better offers like Reds and Blues get. So this is an interesting theory. They're, mm-hmm. they're saying that Reds and Blues get better deals than Platinum and Diamond. And I don't know. I don't think that... No. That, I think that seems counterintuitive. Diamond and Platinum get... More because, well, one of them is the laundry. Yeah, so I mean, it saves you money there. I think yeah. she's talking about um, oh, offers like the the cost of the cruises. I think she wants discounts on cruises. Oh, okay. Uh, and the VIFP offers, I have, yeah, I found that they're not super compelling, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we generally, if we're sailing, we'll book under your account because you get some of the casino discounts. Yeah. And those casino discounts are generally much better. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. you don't play a lot, so we get a little discount. I haven't played but... a lot this time around because uh, it didn't have the games that I liked mm-hmm. and that's another thing is going to the casino there were some games that whether it be on the paradise or the sensation there were specific games that I always went to and it was enjoyable I liked it but slot machines I can go to my local casino down the street and go to a slot machine I want games that I'm not used to mm. that, that are not common in a casino more common on a cruise ship so that's why I go to the yeah, that's casinos and the cruise ships. That's a good point. Making it a unique experience, I think, yeah. is a good thing for the more casual gambler. Yeah. I think there are people who will gamble wherever they are if there's an opportunity, uh, and maybe Carnival's relying a little too much on that. Yeah, uh, and so that's an interesting thought. Uh, and so, yeah, those of you who are listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, what kind of discounts have you gotten as a VIFP member at various levels? Because I've seen in our Facebook group, some people have said that like their blue and red friends get better deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't independently verify that. I haven't done like a statistical analysis. But I'd be very curious to hear from our audience, either by email, send us a tweet, uh, join our Facebook group, comment on a YouTube video, whatever you like. Uh, you know, Send us a message on Instagram or TikTok or something. Uh, let us know. Are, do you think that reds and blues get better discounts than golds, platinums, and diamonds in terms of the cruise rate? Yeah. Uh, uh, and that would be that's interesting because maybe they feel they haven't fully got the hooks into them mm-hmm. uh, and so I don't know and I could see how that'd be very frustrating and if it was easily proven and observable uh, how that would upset people who like I'm being penalized for my loyalty from that platinum diamond perspective I get that even though that's probably not their intention because like a company will often spend money for a new customer they call it the cost of new customer acquisition sometimes you think of that in terms of the advertising you're willing to pay to draw in a new customer Mm -hmm. but it might also be in the form of discounts and things for new customers cell phone companies do this all the time there's a great deal but only if you're signing up brand new Uh, and that annoys people but cell phone companies in North America are kind of monopolistic they get away with it 
Cruising, mm, there's some more competition, although a lot of lines are owned by the same companies. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think Carnival's being monopolistic? That's a whole separate question. I'd be curious to hear what our audience says about that. Uh, let's see here. She goes on to say, The casino offer with free drinks in the casino is a joke. I have sat for up to two hours and never saw a server. Actually, yeah, no, I, well, I, I was in the casino during this trip, and I think I sat there for about an hour, and nobody approached me with a drink or anything. So I don't know how that works. I'd like to know how uh, casino players can get free drinks. How do, how long do you have to sit there? Five hours? <laughs> it sounds like they kind of don't. You have to get a certain currently. amount of points, and then they see it on your card or your account summary. I wonder that, about that. Yeah. yeah, or they just if there were people in the area, they might just observe. I don't yeah. know. Um, but that's interesting, and I mean. I kind of wonder, oh, is this still like a remnant of COVID stuff? But you can't keep blaming COVID for everything. No. Uh, you know, if we can do some of the things that we have been doing, why can't they, you know, kind of do that? Mm -hmm. um, and so she also goes on to say, I've also never been offered an upgrade. And yet I see the newbies getting fantastic offers and upgrades. And so that's interesting. Um, I think it's tricky when you compare to like what other people post on Facebook and stuff like that. Because if they get a mediocre upgrade, they might not post about it. But if you get an amazing one, you're going to post about it. So yeah. I don't know that that's a representative sample. I think that's a factor. Uh, I think another mm -hmm. thing is that offers and upgrades, like, yeah, we don't know if like that, if that red card dropped a thousand dollars in the casino they're going to get an amazing upgrade offer because they want that person to come back and drop another thousand or more in the casino again yeah and so it's it's kind of like when i'm giving advice on the youtube side of things because i do with small youtubers boost i do some consulting for youtube channels and i say like you you can't always know what the variable is that's affecting what you're seeing you know a channel could take off because it makes longer videos not because it makes prettier thumbnails or yes. it's the other way around or it's something else entirely they're covering trending topics or whatever their seo is really good like you with with youtube there could be thousand things with cruising there's a handful but you can't necessarily know uh so you know it's not just the color of your card that necessarily impacts that and the upgrade opportunities i mean that is based on availability so if you are on journeys cruises that are hugely popular or the first inaugural sailing or something and so like yeah they're not gonna have tons of cabins available but if it's like an older ship that's been around for a while and it's going to cozumel for the 57th time you know and and, and maybe the market is down whatever it is like there can be a lot of factors that can affect those upgrade offers and you got to watch your email sometimes for that uh, and so if you didn't sign up for, you know, the newsletter and every opportunity when it says, oh, we'd like to send you promotions, make sure that box is always checked if you're interested in those upgrades. And then you got to watch those emails. And so you got to watch mm -hmm. your, your junk mail filter, your spam filter. Yeah. I actually had a thing uh, uh, temporarily. It didn't work quite right, but I thought I figured out the formatting of the upgrade offers. And so I set my email to forward that to like all my other emails and like to all my friends. <laughs> it didn't work, but that was one idea. It was like, as I wanted, I wanted to catch the upgrade email, but not the constant every day. Hey, we've got a sale email. Yeah. Cause there's always some sort of sale there's going on. There's always a sale going on. Uh, and so that's interesting. Um, and so it's, it's tricky because there's the whole like envy of, and FOMO, like, oh, they got this discount. I didn't get this discount. I begin to wonder why. Hey, I'm yeah. platinum. It's a natural, logical place to go to. And you might be right, but, you might not. Um, so it's tricky to jump to those conclusions. I also feel like your levels should be based on money paid, not days. Again, we are not carnivals, not our levels. We're just reporting on it. We're just fans. Um, and that's an interesting argument. What, what do you think, Mike? Do you think people should be rewarded based on how many days they sail or how much money they spend? How many days they sail. That's mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Yeah, Why? Cause, well, because there are some people that can't afford yeah. to pay more. You know, they're on a limited budget. Mm -hmm. You know, and they have to think about their family back home. You know, they pay a certain amount of money for the ship. 
mm-hmm. and whatever happens on that ship is what they're going to go for, whatever they get based on the amount of money that they pay for. The extras on top of that, sure, you can pay for it, but know that it's going onto your credit card and you're going to have to owe it later on. You know, people think, oh, I've already paid it and I don't have to owe it again. No, you do. (laughs) Until it comes out of the savings account and the checking account or the paycheck or the water cash under your mattress, those gold Mm -hmm. bricks you're hiding. I don't have any gold bricks. No, No. I just might. You don't. No, I don't. I wish I had some gold bricks. That'd be nice. If anybody has any that... that Reach out to us. We'll set up a PO box. (laughs) Yeah, send them to me. I would love them. But, um, and actually, if you do want to support uh, us in our endeavors, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash vacation impossible. Uh, just for as little as $1 a month, uh, you can get some behind the scenes pictures. I would do blog posts, uh, things like that. You can reach out to us to suggest topics and videos. And then there's also a $3 level that currently nobody's at where I write even more personal things, which if you're super curious about my innermost darkest thoughts or whatever, you can, you can subscribe for that. But yeah. uh, so far, not a whole lot of interest. And also let us know if there's something, some exclusives you'd like us to offer on Patreon. Uh, we can see about possibly setting things up. We might be able to have like uh, poll topics or exclusive mm-hmm. content. Uh, right now, it's mostly behind the scenes pictures and uh, blog writings, though, uh, at the $1 a month level. Or you could just, you know, sign up and support us so, you know, we can hopefully afford to do more of these uh, these sorts of things that we provide, you know, free of charge, this podcast and, and our YouTube channel and things. But um, yeah, getting back to that question, I agree with you, Mike, because I think mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. in In life, in the modern world, in capitalist society, whatever you want to call it, having a bunch of money already comes with so many perks. Yeah. So being able to spend a lot of money already gets you perks everywhere else in life. Yeah. You get to go on more cruises and stuff like that. So you could get to those extra days potentially. Um, and so this is a slightly different way of doing things, which I think is nice. Um, and so I, I, I don't fully agree with that, I, with one exception. I will say okay. that if you're a solo cruiser, and you're functionally having to pay for two people, getting double VIFP points for that would be fair. Absolutely. I, that's yeah. the exception. But I don't think like it should be based on the cruise rate or how much you gamble or no. all these other things. Because, uh, well, for already you get other things from that. Like, the more you spend on other things, you get those experiences you're paying for. The steakhouse, teppanyaki, an excursion, whatever it is. You buy the Christmas ornament like I always do. I don't, I don't need VIFP perks for that. I will take them if offered. But I don't know that it needs to be structured based on how much you spend. No. Um, just because then it's not very different from other things. And and the other thing is, for people who can afford to spend more, those perks are probably not going to mean as much to them. Because like a free drink to somebody who doesn't care about the cost of drinks isn't yeah, going to mean a lot. it's not going to mean a lot. There, there have been times where I've been in the bar and I'll order a drink and the bartender will look at somebody and goes, you're cut off. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, well, because if you buy a drink package, you are uh, limited to 15 drinks a day. Mm-hmm. 15 drinks a day, that's it. And there are people which to on me is ship, a lot, but which to is a lot, lot of people it's not a lot. <laughs> no, so there are people on there that are trying to have more than fifteen drinks, and they're getting to a point where now they're cut off. So, yeah, I think it's more based on days. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so like she, she elaborates. She says, "I don't take as many because I prefer balcony and suites. I prefer mm-hmm. balcony too. I prefer balcony. And yeah, if yeah. I was going inter- interior all the time, I could afford more cruises. That's a fair yeah. point. That's a that's a trade off. The quality of my cruise is better having a balcony though. Yeah." Um, although there are some perks to interior, uh, we've covered that before in the podcast. You can look mm-hmm. up a clip on YouTube, yeah. the perks of interior cabins. Um, but yeah, I prefer balcony and suites yet people that take more cruises and pay way less than me can earn a higher status. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of okay with it. I think the solo cruiser thing is where that, that factors in. Cause also if you get a suite, um, and let's say you're blue 
or red or gold, you basically get a lot of the platinum perks as a sweet guest. Mm-hmm. You get to use the, the express line at the uh, guest services. You get to board the ship earlier. You get a lot of extra perks as a sweet uh, uh, you know, uh, guest. So I don't know that there's that would be like doubling up. And again, like you can't you can't use the quick line. You know you can you only use it as many times as you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's not something you can get twice in that sense because it's already unlimited basically. Um, and so she says, these are my suggestions for what it's worth. On that note, because Carnival offered my daughter red status, a cruise with free drinks everywhere. I've never gotten that. Never gotten that. No, and no. I was red. Uh, and I expected to pay 600 more for the same cruise without the drink package we booked with another line. And that, that makes, like, okay, like, in that instance, you know, assuming that that's completely accurate, and again, there's no differential, uh, like, maybe the daughter spent a lot in the casino. Yeah. If we're talking the exact same cruise, if we're doing an apples-to-apples comparison, yeah, that sucks. That's not good. That feels unfair. Mm-hmm. And I, like, yeah, get the knife out of my back. I need it for something else, you know, <laughs> to fight back. <laughs> for those of you listening, you can't see me doing a stabbing motion with my hand at the camera but um yeah i can like that example that is i mean i wouldn't say heartbreaking but it's frustrating like that would make me angry and booking with another line i wouldn't blame you for that being your reaction to something like that and you know these days also it's tricky with like understaffed call centers it's not like you can call them up and just say like talk to a talk to a person be like hey what the hell unless maybe you've got a good pvp if you're looking for a good pvp Some people can actually name their PVPs by name, and they all try try so-and-so, and and this is their name, this is their number, they're awesome, I deal with them all the time. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't. I I, I mean, I technically have a a PVP, I know his name, but he does, he's not reachable, he doesn't respond to me. I haven't heard, like, he could have died four years ago, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. So. I don't think I have one. No, I don't think you do. No. But if you're looking for a good PvP, uh, you can join our Facebook group, which I'll make sure to link in the description mm-hmm. uh, and in the and in the show notes, uh, where you can join our Facebook group, uh, Carnival VIFP members, and we're, there, we're frequently um, discussing. People are saying like, "Oh, can you yeah. recommend a PvP?" Or people are telling stories about amazing experiences they've had with PvPs. One thing that we do in our Facebook group that is fundamentally philosophically different from others is we allow these discussions. Uh, I guess other groups have been overwhelmed with PVPs or probably more likely travel agents because I find PVPs because they are represented, uh, you know, representative of Carnival. They behave, you know, kind of better. I haven't had shady PVPs that I've had to ban from my group. I've had to ban several travel agents yeah. uh, who are operating, I would say, unethically. Yeah. But um, I think that those groups have been probably maybe in the past flooded with bad actors. And so either they painted TAs and PVPs with the same brush, and they are very different things. I won't get into what. But my, my Facebook group will be all too happy to explain it to you if you ask. Um, or it could just be that maybe in the past there were a few really, really, you know, I hate to use the phrase bad apples, but, you know, uh, bad actors, let's say, uh, that just gave PVPs a bad name. I mean, I, I've had non-responsive, but I haven't had them, like, pushy or spammy yeah. uh, in my experience and in from what I've observed from my group. Um, but so they generally ban the discussion of PVPs and TAs entirely. And I don't criticize them for making that choice. There are all different sorts of you know folks to make the world go round and there's different groups out there. And if every group was the same, then there'd be no point in having more than one. I think having a variety to choose from. And so one of the approaches we take in our group is a little bit more free speech. And, you know, like some groups don't allow you to discuss any negative experience, which no. like then you're just covering your eyes, plugging your ears and hoping for the best. You're going to walk off up here if you walk around life like that. And so I think that, you know, negative things happen and it's fair to talk about them. And I think 
PVPs can be helpful, and some TAs can be helpful. I've never used a TA in my life. I can't speak no. personally about that. If you know a TA wants to reach out, uh, you know, and maybe you know some sort of partnership sponsorship, I don't know. I'd be open to it. But what I'd want to do is I would need to try their uh, their services uh, without it costing me any more money, um, no. and then I could kind of like certify and vet them sort of thing say like okay i can say from personal experience that they're they're good here or bad here yeah like we're, we're always honest here like your um a device that was for seasickness yep. it worked but to a point to it a point. had its yeah. limitation so, it wasn't a perfect miracle yeah yeah because i i wore it all day and i i probably shouldn't have done that uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing too. And so, like, we try to own when we screw up. Like in our Six Flags video, we didn't we we didn't read the sign because the line was moving too fast and things like that. So, um, you know, we try to tell the the unvar- unvarnished, honest truth, so yeah. you know what you're getting into. And so, if in a situation like this, if I saw something like this and I had a PVP or a TA that I had that was a good one that I had a relationship with that I could talk to like a bloody human and connect with on a logical level like that, I could just like send some screenshots or something and be like, what can we do about this? Uh, maybe they could have done something. I don't know. Um, but, you know, and that's the, that's yeah. the modern world. Uh, you know, it's so hard to get that connection with the person because, you know, so often you're calling a call center where someone's English skills are poor or you're mm-hmm. just dealing with a chat bot and you don't even know it. Yeah. Um, or it's just a company that simply doesn't have a means of contacting them. Uh, there's plenty of, like, online businesses. I mean, even dealing with Google and YouTube and certain things, if you don't have, like, a certain following or whatever, getting a response from, like, that human level that can explain it to you is it's sometimes impossible, often uh, at, at the very least difficult. So she concludes by saying, fair is fair, and I should not have to pay more. We did call, and the rep said nothing she could do. And so the rep, I'm guessing that was like someone in the call center, not necessarily uh, high-skilled PVP. That's my guess. And I'm not sure PVP could solve that problem. That could be a structural, fundamental problem. But regardless, Cindy, thank you so much for taking the time to write in. We do appreciate that. I think you made some very good points. Even if I didn't agree with every suggestion, uh, I I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I think it's an absolutely valid position to have. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Anyone else wants to reach out to us? uh, Email uh, team at vacationimpossible.ca That's C-A because we are Canadians. <laughs> We've in the past uh, forgot to mention this .ca thing, so we may have missed an email or two. If somebody sent it to like a .com, it doesn't exist. But um, yeah, reach out uh, any way you like. Uh, Facebook, join our group, Twitter, Instagram. We're on pretty much everything but Snapchat because I am an old man and I like, I, I get TikTok. TikTok I get. Snapchat TikTok, I still yeah. don't. Uh, I, like, I like creating evergreen content that people can enjoy over time. I don't like the idea of time-limiting things where it's like, well, you missed it, so screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't you don't yeah. get that value you because that value. Yeah. well you were on a cruise ship and didn't yeah. have the internet and stuff like that. So uh, we we have a, a Snapchat but we never use it. Everything else yeah. we're we're fairly active on so you can reach out. Yeah. Um so that's our that's our viewer uh mail. Any other thoughts about this celebration that you wanted to to share with people any uh any um, tips or things you like, things you didn't like? Um uh, I I it, I want to stay on it. <laughs> um, been on this ship for two weeks now, and uh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go back to reality of having to go back to work. But um, And how about the length of the cruise? Because this is my longest cruise. Prior to this, yeah. the longest I'd ever done was 10 days. And so I was wondering, like, oh, is there going to be a point at which I get sick of cruising? And <laughs> no. no. No, this is 14 um, days, and I'm, yeah. like, like pry it from my cold, dead hands. I definitely, like, why is it only 14 days? It feels criminally short, yeah. which I felt uh, when I was taking four days. <laughs> I take, yeah, four days or even seven days. This is double, and 
I'm trying to think is anything, you know, not every ship is going to be perfect. You know, everyone has their own ideas and their own uh, preferences. The uh, air conditioning is weak as hell in our cabin. It is. I'll say yeah, that. The, the air conditioning yeah. feels like, like mm. it's like it's a, a what is it? A, um, uh, placebo. Mm. <laughs> There's yeah. the little snowflake thing and you set it to as cold as possible and it makes the yeah. sound for a tiny little bit of time and I don't know that it does anything. Yeah. So uh, I'll say that. The, the, the air conditioning in the common area is not bad, but in the cabin, <laughs> that's yeah. one thing that could use an upgrade. I'm just thinking... Um... Plenty of power uh, on the XL class. Oh, so much power! Yeah. There's on the desk. I'm looking at it right now. Four USBs, three three prong plugs, plus um, two nightstand USB plugs. So yeah. on the XL class, that's the Mardi Gras, the celebration, and the forthcoming Jubilee. Uh, plenty of power. You don't need to bring an outlet adapter. But if you're on any other class of ship, we strongly recommend a Tron Power yeah. Cube. Uh, I'll see about putting that in the show notes where you can go and find that. That has saved the day on other cruises. But um, also, one thing that's kind of funny, because I'm just looking at it right now, is our not-a-fridge. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what so, is this thing? <laughs> it says it, on it that it's not a fridge. Yeah, so it says but here. But it's clearly yeah, a fridge. So it says here, li- listen to this. It says, welcome to your mini bar. Um, just so you know, this is not a fridge. Or a medical storage device. Now, medical storage, I get. Yeah. If you've got medication yeah. that needs to be kept at a particular temperature, I understand. Um, but, like, they can have a caveat about, please do not store medical things in here. as temperature yeah. is not, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah. But it says, if you need to store medication, please let your stateroom attendant know. I wonder what they would they bring a real fridge? They would, or I, they would probably put it into a fridge of their... Oh, yeah, they might and, store it somewhere for you and bring it. For their location, then bring it when you need it. I don't know. We're speculating here. Yeah. So if, but, if you have brought yeah. medication that needed refrigeration on a cruise ship... Let your stateroom attendant know. And let us know what that process was. We'd be very yeah. curious to learn about it. But, yeah. like, I, I was also wondering um, if it uh, <laughs> if, if, if it keeps drinks sufficiently cold, like milk, right? You it don't does, keep milk yeah. Cold. Like, I've... like, I think you want to grab a chocolate milk. I put a chocolate milk in there several days ago. I'm thinking I'm going to test this out right now, live on the podcast. You can hear me cold. slurp. It feels cold. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I grabbed a chocolate milk off of... Uh, off of Lido at breakfast, partly because I do get acid reflux, and um, if I run out of Tums, mm-hmm. uh, chocolate milk can help. So I'm going to give this a sip. Tastes fine. I think I think the fridge, the not a fridge, is actually pretty much a fridge. It is a fridge. <laughs> yeah. So because I've had cans of pop in there and they've been cold and they've been great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. There you have it. Um, but yeah, uh, for something that needs to be temperature controlled for medication purposes, you probably don't want to think of it as a fridge. And it's no. certainly not a fridge in the sense that there's no freezer compartment. You're not going to keep anything, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that, 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 that was kind of funny, though. And they do have some signs, like there's one sign about no smoking in the cabin, $500 fine. We yeah. have a video when that was first announced, trying to get the word out about that. Don't smoke anything in your cabin or on your balcony ever. No, uh, Not that I have strong feelings about that or anything, but... They also, I believe, they have, they have smoke detectors on the balcony as well as... I think I'm looking at one right now in yeah. the cabin. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, just don't do it. Um, yeah. And then there's another sign towards the balcony access that is like, yeah, we weren't joking about that, by the way. Real, like, not out here either. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. I like how they incorporate, like, they have a bit of a sense of humor about things, which is nice. Um, um, one of the things I like about this cabin is there's lots of storage facilities. Uh, Storage space. Yeah, lots of closets. You know, space. you got lots of closets. You got. Of lots course, of we're shelves. a couple of dudes, so no, like we don't have much. I didn't. I you know, 
could bring a lot of shoes. <laughs> I brought <laughs> two pairs of shoes. Gender stereotypes there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so um, coming up, I'm going to be having a back-to-back on the Panorama, uh, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So I'll be yeah. back home for three days, scrambling to get my life in order, and then I'm back on a plane down to Long Beach to sail on the Panorama for two seven-day sailings. And it's my first back-to-back, but it's a different kind of back-to-back, oh. because I'm going to be uh, sailing with different people on each sailing. Oh, so right. yes. I'm going to go and kind of experientially learn what the process is for that kind of a back-to-back, having never done it before. So uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast, the YouTube channel, wherever you're uh, consuming our content on your platform of choice, uh, because that'll be coming out pretty soon, uh, as that's uh, that's coming soon. Uh, and so what did you think about the ports that we did? Um, I'm going to say this wrong, a Coruña? I think I'm, that's that was Spain. Corona. Um, it was okay. Um, there were some excursions that I probably would have done, but they were sold out. Um, did a yeah. walk around. And, and actually, here's a tip. Uh, on a journey's cruise, yeah. I find that excursions sell out really yeah. early um, because they're rare ports. They don't have tons of offerings. And so if you are booking a journey's cruise, basically, I would say like right after you book it, start very seriously looking at uh, excursions. Yeah. I normally leave that too much later in the process, and I kind of screwed us on this trip, although we did fine uh, with the two feet and a heartbeat approach. Uh, but yeah, when you book uh, a repositioned cruise, a journey's cruise, a cruise that goes to the road less traveled, a port less visited, yeah. uh, get if you're if you want a formal excursion, book it book it early, right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think my favorite port was uh, Funchal, Portugal, and Tenerife. Uh, Funchal is a beautiful city, mountains, uh, beautiful scenic. It's just gorgeous city, uh, and they apparently they have a slide. At, the, at a hill, at the top of a hill, they put you in this like wooden basket, and they send you down this hill. It's I I didn't see it, but I um I heard it from some other cruisers, and they said it was a lot of fun, uh, possible safety issues, but sitting in a wooden basket being shoved wicker. down wicker or, is it a wicker basket? It's a wicker basket, oh, a which is why I did wicker not make basket. any effort okay. to get to it because I hate wicker. Yeah. If okay. it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the wicker basket, I would have been like, dude, we got to do this thing. But I, All right. I just I, I, did I hate not do not trust this. wicker. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. So <laughs> not a next time I come here, I will be trying that. I will be sitting into a wicker basket, not a wooden basket. <laughs> and uh, I'll try that out. And then Tenerife. Something else. Tenerife is gorgeous. It's oh, it's yeah. You have you have to be here to see it. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you, not on how lovely the, the ports were, but in terms of my favorite, La Carina yeah. was probably my favorite. Again, I okay. apologize. I'm probably mangling it. Even having been there, yeah. I swear to God, there were like three different enunciations of the place that I yeah. heard from locals. Yeah. So I'm not even going to try um, beyond, you know, so you know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, I really liked it because there was a castle that you could walk to very That's easily yeah. from the port. Yeah. I was, what, two euros? Per person, I yeah, think, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. super reasonable. They give you a map and a guide, and you can walk around, and it's just mm-hmm. great. Uh, and then, um, you know, we, we went walking around. We saw this, like, Stonehenge-like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kept walking because we're slightly masochist when it comes to this stuff. We love walking. We love hiking. Apparently. Yeah. Um, 
and you know it was so funny after all the walking that we did uh, i got to the point where my calf like if i flexed it uh, nothing changed <laughs> so it was like it was permanently wow. flexed visually so like if i yeah. tighten the muscle looking yeah. at the leg nothing happened uh so like oh that's that's never happened before so that mm-hmm. was like epic level of walking yeah. um and I've, i did a lot of walking in europe in 2005 and 2010 uh but this trip somehow feels like more and i don't think it's just because i'm older i think it's i think i legitimately did a lot more walking somehow um, and so we ended up at the, 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 the tower of Hercules. Yes. Um, that, that was okay. I admit that was that nice. Was awesome. But I, I don't know. It's, um, and what was that? Tell. That was like, that was like six or eight euros a person or something. That was, was it was uh, not very much. 10, wasn't it 10? No, it was six euros. Yeah. Per person. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. you, you, and here's an important tip about the tower of Hercules. You have to buy your ticket at the parking lot. Yeah. And then you walk up the giant ramp to the base of the tower. Yeah. At the at the top of the base to the tower, you cannot buy a ticket. And apparently tons of people are being turned around and having to walk down, buy a ticket, and then walk back up again. And that's before you even get into the tower where you have to walk up, what was it, 256 steps to get to the top. 286 steps. Yeah. We yeah. felt every one of them, both up and down. <laughs> but no, it was great. The it views great. were amazing. Yeah. I got this. I got some amazing pictures of the tower at a distance yeah. before we got to it. Uh, we found some Wi-Fi at a pool next to a yeah. beach as we were walking along. It was the strong coastline. Wi-Fi too. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I was able to upload a video, which was nice, and yeah. uh, check in on you know everything back home. Uh, so that day for me was pretty good. And then we kind of cut through the city a little bit coming back. And then we went to a nice cafe mm-hmm. where only one of the three of us were able to get uh, Wi-Fi working. So Sam got a nice hot chocolate. That, yeah, very good hot chocolate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that hot chocolate. I You're welcome. You got that. Yeah. I'm glad um, my credit card worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout well, out to Visa. Thank you. Yeah, and well, that's one of the interesting things too, is because I haven't traveled to Europe since 2010, and yeah. so I was wondering how cashless has Europe become in the intervening years, and it's pretty cashless. It is. Uh, yeah. It well, certainly when we were in London. Because I brought some pounds with me and I didn't use any cash. I, yeah, I, in Southampton, I tried once and it turns out my bank gave me old notes that are no longer accepted. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to have words with my bank about that because wow, not 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 professional. Major Bank of Canada, who I will not name uh, for privacy reasons, uh, but very tempted to give hints, but I won't because it's my privacy I'm protecting, not theirs. I don't want you to know who I bank with. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I might have words with them. And, and thankfully, though, everywhere, even at like the the, the hot dog stand at the festival in Southampton. Yeah. You can tap your card. Uh, so that was good. And then in uh, Spain, there were a couple places where we used some euros when we went. Yep. And I think like we probably could have tapped our cards, but it was just a little easier at the castle, at the tower. Um, there was this really nice and super patient uh, 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 I guess, newsstand, yeah. you would kind of call it. It's like a newsstand. No mm-hmm. newspapers, because, I mean, it's 2022. But yeah. he has snacks and stuff. It's not, and, yeah. it, like, oh, my God, it was the worst kind of tourist going up to this guy. Uh, I was like, I, I like the yeah. little bit of Spanish I knew I, from Mexican I'm trying to learn Spanish. Just, I left yeah. me. Yeah. And so I was just, like, I was just the dumb tourist who barely tried to speak the local language and who could barely communicate through pantomime. And, and he was pointing. so... Yeah. yeah. And, and I was, like, I wanted the second from the bottom Pringles. And, like, that took a bit of time because not him. He was patient and lovely. Yeah. He, he didn't speak English, but we made it work and, and that was fine. But uh, I was like, oh my god. And then and then after that, I wanted sunscreen. Sunscreen's a little problematic when you're traveling because it can um, it can potentially explode in your luggage. In my experience, it has done before. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always buy sunscreen on location. And so yeah. we didn't have any uh, when we were there. And so I went into a pharmacia and 
in Europe right now, yes, oh, you need I, to wear yeah. a mask inside any kind of medical facility, yeah. including a pharmacy. The yeah. pharmacia requires a mask. And so, like, again, feeling like a bit of an ass. <laughs> oh, this podcast I'm... is marked as explicit on iTunes, so I'm going to lean on that for a moment. Because mm-hmm. just no other word for it. I was a jackass. <laughs> and so I walk in. I was tired. It was hot. I'd been walking. But whatever. There's no excuse. So I go into this pharmacy, uh, and I see the guy who's wearing a mask. And he's just kind of like, his eyes bug out as he looks at me. And I really quickly put my mask on, which, credit to me, I had my mask in my pocket ready to go. Um, see, I, yeah. And, then, and, and so then I was trying to buy some sunscreen. And I, and so I got, I got, I found some sunscreen. It looked like a good SPF. I got the spray on cause I know that's the kind you prefer. I go up to pay for it and he rattles off a lot of Spanish. <laughs> it's way too fast for me. Even if it had been a few years ago when I kind of kept up with some, you know, traveler Spanish, but yeah. it's been a long time, uh, you know, with no cruising, not going to Mexico. It totally washed out of my brain. Um, and so it went just so fast. I didn't understand any of it. And so my way of dealing with that, because I don't know the cost, uh, and I don't want to be like, uh, take it back to like, you're an eight-year-old kid trying to buy candy for the first time, you hand over not enough money, like, I don't want to relive that embarrassing moment from my childhood, and so I'm like, okay, take out my Visa card, and I say Visa, because Visa is how it said, universal, it's everywhere you want to be, I think is there, is there a slogan, we are not sponsored, but holy God, Visa, if you want to sponsor us, let's talk, Please reach out, yeah. <laughs> um, and so he handed the terminal over, and I tried tapping the card, and an error came up, but... So did the price. And I saw it was 15 euro. Really expensive for the sunscreen. It was 200 milliliters of like, I don't know, 75 SPF or something. Uh, But I was just happy that the price had been revealed because there were no prices on anything in this pharmacy. Mm. Nothing printed. Nothing Nothing on signs. No no stickers. Nothing. And so I saw the 15 euro and then I whipped out a 20 and I was like, oh, you know, uh, por favor. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm so much better when I go to France. I swear to God. I, 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 <laughs> and, and honestly, normally for trips, I prepare better. But this, um, there was just so much to it. So many moving parts. And a lot of it was like kind of last minute. So I didn't do my usual prep. Um, but then I was able to buy it. And so that was, that was, that was so glad to have cash <laughs> yeah. in that moment. Yeah, I know. It's funny you say that because I, I messed up. I uh, was out looking for earplugs. And, uh, you know, the squishy ones you put in your ear, you know, and, uh, I, I walked, snore. yeah, he does. Um, oh, I walked man. into a pharmacy and I did not have a mask on and I didn't have one with me. And yes, I know I'm a dumbass. Uh, the gentleman behind the counter immediately came up to me and he goes, do you have a mask? Like, no. And he goes, do you want one? And I go, yes, please. So he handed me one. He goes, make sure you put it on. So I put it on. And he went on to explain that it is law uh, that all pharmacies and hospitals and hotels and all uh, sensitive public areas need uh, to wear a mask and people walking in. And so I was not aware of that. So I immediately put my mask on. I profusely apologized. He said it was okay. And um, I was able to explain to him what I wanted, what I needed. And he went behind the counter and got whatever it was I requested, the earplugs. Uh, But he did tell me that he goes make sure you can keep the mask make sure any other places you go to uh you put that mask on before you enter because uh you can get into serious trouble like good to know yeah Yeah. and i mean i think as we muddle our way through the future uh just trying to be adaptable and apologetic and appreciative Mm -hmm. and grateful and stuff like that will get you through most of these situations even when you know you didn't prepare uh language or checking some of that stuff as long as you have 
the right kind of mindset um, where it's not all about you, yeah. uh, then as, a, as an adventurer, as Tom Parks would say, <laughs> um, you can still have a good time and, and you won't be disappointed and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I think that... Uh, and and so the other ports I, I liked quite a bit. I liked I liked Funchal. That was the Funchal, funicular yeah. thing we took, which was beautiful. Yeah. So check that uh, was we'll my favorite. I, I like that. Yeah, the cable car up the hill. That's, yeah, yeah. We'll have pictures on Instagram. We'll have videos yeah. coming forth uh, forthcoming on YouTube, so you can see. Because like that's a that's a picture that says a thousand words. Like I could mm-hmm. I could spend the next ninety minutes describing it to you, and it wouldn't do it justice. It was really really lovely, and oh. so I did enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and so that was that was probably my second favorite. Uh, and then Tenerife was life lovely too. It was very nice, very walkable, lots of Wi-Fi. Well, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, we went and we went to like the local department store, which was kind of set up for Christmas. Which yeah. Was there's nice. a lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of Christmas decorations being set up. So if you don't know, Tenerife is in the Canary Islands, which is just kind of off the coast of Africa. And so I was trying to argue that maybe I had been to Africa now so that like I could cross it off my no. list of continents. Uh, apparently, Tenerife I, is I in Spain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's owned by Spain, but yeah. like geographically, it's really close to Africa. So I was like, can I kind of cross Africa off my list? And uh, yeah, my friends on Facebook were pretty universal in their condemnation of that approach. Yeah. That uh, no, no, I have not yet been to Africa. It remains no, on my list, not. apparently. So, yeah. um, But no, still, it was very lovely. It was actually kind of funny, though because we were like we were in Spain super close to Africa and we're in a department store that looks a lot like the kind of department store around Christmas time that we would see back home yeah and so I know that there's a lot of people out there uh Isabella probably top of the list who would think that's kind of gross and kind of condemn as the homogenization and destruction of culture across the world but part of me it's like I like that there's commonalities and things that, that that we can share the world over. And I think that that makes it easier to relate to other people. And that can open the door, I think, uh, to then discover more about the culture and stuff like that. So for me, like when we were walking around in London and we went mm. into a department store yeah. and very similar, it was like, okay, this is how London does Christmas, similar but different. Mm-hmm. And this is how like the Canary Islands near Africa does it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. And to me, I, I'm a big Christmas guy. So I like, I like the goodwill on earth, uh, philosophy that goes along with a lot of uh, uh, Christmas putting aside the religious yeah. connotations and even the religious connotations are largely positive so for me it's all like it's full of love and win and fellowship between mm-hmm. man and stuff like that and Absolutely. generosity and gratitude and things like that so mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's uh, that, that was kind of nice and so it was a nice touchstone for me in the past when I would go to um, you know different European countries or wherever I'd often gravitate to the nearest hard rock so that I could have a touchstone of familiarity mm-hmm. um, but now it's more the department store uh, I think almost because you get the wife often and you get yeah. that sort of this okay this feels familiar I can take a breath I can feel kind of like normal for a moment and then I can go back into my adventurer mode yeah. where I'm immersing myself in another culture and so for me uh, I don't know if I'm doing a good job of explaining it but that's part of why sometimes those similarities and those common things um, I find comforting yeah um, but maybe I'm a little weird that way yeah I don't know but I still enjoy going off the beaten path and you yeah. know checking out the the various places and so oh definitely uh, Vigo was the stop was, that yeah. wasn't great largely because no. the place seemed under construction a lot of, um, a lot was, of potholes and yeah, yeah a lot of road work being done roads closed done, yeah. uh, and a lot of stuff being set up for the coming Christmas season yeah uh, so like just tons of stuff was closed fenced off uh, and oh, the weather wasn't great when we were there. No, it rained uh, quite a bit. A lot of cobblestone. Yeah. Cobblestone plus rain equals Ray twisted his ankle. And so <laughs> Sam, Sam twisted Sam, his ankle Sam in Vigo. Way worse. Yeah, yeah. way so worse. Yeah. He had to um, get uh, crutches. Uh, crutches from yeah. the, the sick bay here on the ship. So if you need 
crutches <laughs> yeah. on a Carnival cruise ship, yeah. what happens is they take a $50 deposit yeah. on your sale and sign card, yeah. and then when you return the crutches, yeah. the $50 deposit is refunded to you. Yeah. Uh, and so Sam was the first person to use crutches on the Carnival Celebration. Not the mm-hmm. notoriety claim to fame that I think he wanted. Nope. Um, but thankfully, he nope. is getting better. He's able to kind of get around without the crutches now. And we're debarking tomorrow. We were going to check our luggage, but now we're going to do self-assist. Yep. So he's feeling well enough to carry his own luggage all over the place. Good. Uh, so thankfully, he's well enough in time. I feel a little bad because it probably limited his experience. Sam likes to go to the gym on the cruise ships. I don't, generally. Uh, mm-hmm. On Vista Class, I like the outdoor workout area. That's fun for me, but I don't like indoor workout where it gets humid. And, and sweaty and, and all that. You smell when people sweat. And that's really it. Yeah, that's no. really, really it for no. me. Yeah. No. I, and that like and and I'm like and like to get a good workout, you want to sweat. And I'm like, I don't want to add to this like this potpourri of nastiness. No. I don't want to do that. Uh, and you know, they say, oh, you can't smell your own, and like, oh, your own sweat will protect you or something. And like, no. Yeah. And I don't want to cover myself in cologne as a defense measure because like that's not great either. So, yeah. but like on the Vista class where it's by the jogging track and there's those exercise the exercise equipment you can use, it's great. You know, the sea breeze keeping things fresh. You know, you sweat a little and the and it kind of like cools off and dries pretty quickly with the breeze. Like I like that. Uh, the the breeze, I mean the wind, not the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the breeze is dream class, not Vista class. You won't find that on uh, a dream class, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I feel a little bad for Sam, but I mean, I think he still was able to get a lot out of this. He has yep. his extended balcony, which Sam was gracious enough to let us go film a quick video on, so you can check on YouTube. Uh, the extended balcony he had that I swear to God, like yeah. a little hyperbole, you could play soccer out there. You literally, no could, yeah. hyperbole, you could hold you could hold a pretty big poker game out there. Yeah, you could, if you yeah. had a table and chairs, yeah. uh, it was substantial. Check out the video; you got to see it to believe it. Uh, the size of his extended balcony yeah. was uh, yeah. crazy. So I have a question for you, Ray. Oh I would like to know what your thoughts are. Q and A. Yeah. So the people <laughs> on this ship, the guests. Yes. What was your thoughts on some of these people? Like what? <laughs> these? What? what do you mean these people? Well, no, the, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, That's a good question. I want to explain the reason why is because there's a very diverse crowd. On there this. is a diverse crowd. That's a divide, on this diverse in personality. Well, yeah, well no, it's. It, <laughs> It's more personality out. Yeah, it's more personality. There are a lot of people on this ship that have no respect for others. No respect oh. um, okay. for the crew of the ship. Oh. Um, I, I saw quite a bit of, um, it's all about me, 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 me. Um, oh. When you're on a cruise ship, extend some courtesy and gratitude to the hardworking men and women on this ship that are doing everything they can to make your cruise as enjoyable and safe as possible. Okay. Um, Strong agree. One of the one of the uh, areas that I was at, I was in the uh, the center stage area, and they were preparing a show, and uh, they were uh, they had one section that was just uh, floor seating next to the stage, and they had it blocked off, and they had people lined up to the barricades. And they were making announcements saying, please, folks, when you uh, when you enter this area, uh, single file, no running, um, please don't cut in front of other people. There's no seat saving. Whatever seat you get is what you get. Uh, do not save it for your friends because there's not enough seating for everybody. What I saw after they opened up these gates was a mad rush. Mm. Not a single person cared about any other person. You know, um, were there seat savings? Oh, yes. People were literally lying across chairs to <laughs> save the seats 
for their family or their friends or, who a, they, or people they wanted to sit next to. That's a dirty trick. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was sad. It really was. Um, and yeah, the, the poor host, the lady that was there making the announcements, not a single person paid attention to her. They almost ran her over. Um, it was like people are rushing to get the first winning lottery ticket or something. It, 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 no, please, if you're going to be on a cruise ship, have respect, courtesy to your fellow folk, and especially to the uh, hardworking men and women on this ship that make your cruise enjoyable and safe. Yeah, so to get back to your question that you were asking me, what did I think about the yeah. people? Yeah. I mean, on that vein, I did. there, there were a couple people that were... Yeah. Um, there were, there were, I think, I'm thinking of three instances. Mm-hmm. You know, we should almost have a recurring segment on this podcast. I was thinking about this the other yeah. day, and it's terrible travelers. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. So this is, this is oh, the, please, this is people. the inaugural sale of the Carnival mm-hmm. Celebration. This is also the inaugural segment, terrible travelers with yeah. Vacation Impossible. You got us off to a really good start there. I've got three more. Buckle up. Make sure you're comfortable. Get your volume set at just the right level because here yeah. we go. Okay, so um, there was there, the first one I encountered was weird. Uh, we were seated at a table. I forget if I was with you or Sam, but I think it was just me and one other person at, at dinner in the MDR. And the the, uh, the table next to us turned over, which means that the people that were there finished their meal, got up, left. The staff yeah. came. They cleaned it up. They put the new place settings down, and yeah. new guests came in. Yeah. They came in, and it was a man and a woman, and they said virtually nothing to each other. Whatever speaking they did oh, yeah, was in was hushed tone. That was you and Sam, yeah. And, and, and so I couldn't make out anything they said, and they weren't talking very much at all. But at one point, the woman gets up and leaves. Um, and I had assumed at that point that, oh, she maybe went to the bathroom or she left something in her cabin, like her phone that she wanted to go get or whatever. I don't know. And then the man, uh, he, he takes a look at the water. He takes a little sip of it and a waiter comes by and this is about five, five, ten minutes after the woman had left. So it had been a bit of time where this water was in front of him. And I guess it was kind of cloudy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like water can be cloudy for a variety of reasons, especially when it has ice in it and it's cold yeah. and there's like precipitation. It's not necessarily that it's impure necessarily. Uh, and so he, he basically just said, look at this. Look at this water. This is, this is cloud. I'm out of here. And he set the water down firmly. He didn't spill it. He didn't crack a glass or anything. But he set it down firmly and then stormed out like a man baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it was formal night because I think he was wearing a suit or something. And I'm like... Wow. Why? Like that Why? is that is in, yeah. yeah. So like that was that was nuts. That was that was one where I'm just like yeah. I'm I I wonder if maybe they were having a fight. Maybe this was like husband and wife having a dispute and yeah. they were keeping it quiet and so he was in no mood and like I get that. I made the mistake of uh, glancing at my phone. I'm getting some hate messages because of my Facebook group. Uh and so yeah, that's distracting and puts me in a mood. I get that. Um but you got to try not to take it out on other people because of water wow like i've heard of crying over spilt milk this guy was crying over or yelling basically over cloudy water you're a nut bar get a grip if you don't like it like i'm sure they can get you a fresh glass maybe without ice something um but whatever i I think he was looking for an excuse to leave after his wife had i had thought politely left but perhaps she had stormed out quietly maybe it was a quiet storm i don't know so that's number one number two um and and you know I'm not I'm, I'm not really ranking these, but I would let, let's let's rank my three. That's the silver. <laughs> so I'm gonna save yeah. the gold for the end. I think you know who I'm gonna be talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give away the bronze medal, yeah. and this this hurts my heart. This bronze uh, because I started off on this guy's side, and in the end I just couldn't. So in the piano bar, 
Mm-hmm. He seemed like a friendly guy, kind of a Wilford Brimley mustache, and yeah. you, know, a, you know, a portly gentleman, but kind of like jolly, you know. Yeah, not not, not exactly I Santa Claus, but I think you know the guy I'm talking about. Really weird. But well, yeah, okay. the thing was is that every time they did American Pie, which is a goddamn like 12 minute song, yeah. that like, and and it's not long like like Bohemian Rhapsody is long because Bohemian Rhapsody is like a half dozen songs. It goes through changes and evolutions and stuff like that. American Pie is kind of the same thing over and over, over again. And over again yeah. I mean, just... there might be like two or three just kind of parts to it but they alternate and it goes on bloody forever and if you are not already in love with this song let me tell you a piano bar will not put you in love with it in my experience no i sit there and i wait for the world to end i count my 12 minutes uh and i like the song's probably not 12 minutes i have yet to see a piano bar entertainer get through the whole song in any less than that time because they stop to talk about it or they vamp or they redo part of it they don't like it (laughs) american pie comes on and i want to go to the bathroom that's the short version Uh, (laughs) and so the thing is I do like The Saga Begins by Weird Al. Yes. I enjoy that a lot. I know yeah. the words. I love singing along to it. It's a hoot. Um, and so whenever this, the piano bar entertainer would do American Pie, this guy would loudly sing the words to The Saga Begins. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. And I joined in with him. I was on team this guy. I was on the bronze winner's team of you know tra- terrible travelers for a bit there. Um, because it was kind of funny. It was all in good humor and stuff like that. And uh, the funny thing is, is Eden, who is the piano bar entertainer, yeah. you know, took with gentle good humor. He's great. Um, yeah. he, he has great sense of humor. Yeah. He's a great singer. And, yeah. Yeah. And so for a while, and he said, I will do the Weird Al version later, but we're mm-hmm. not doing that now. There's a funny part I got to mention to that. And yeah. soon, as soon as, as he said that, I stopped singing the Weird Al version because I have been promised it. I may or may not be present for it, but this is a fair compromise. And so I'm like, okay, I've made my point. My message has been received. My request is in. Cool. I'm going to go back to just waiting for this goddamn epoch, epic song to end. And uh, and the guy did. The other guy didn't stop. He kept kind of doing kept, it. Kept doing it. And so it came up a couple of times. And then around the middle of the cruise, we were in the piano bar. And um, he wasn't. And he wasn't. And that's when the guy. That's when Eden did the saga begins. <laughs> And it was amazing. Yeah, it was uh, I was amazing. there for the whole thing. Yeah. I sang my guts out. Apologies yeah. to anyone who was present. Uh, I yeah. took all the singles in my in my pocket <laughs> and threw it into the tip jar yeah. um, because you know that kind of made my day. Uh, you know, we were you know we met some people. It we were made... talking. We were having we were having a lot of fun. Uh, and so the timing of it was also just kind of perfect. It was perfect because he wasn't there to. Um, yeah, oh, it's, that, it's thank you. It's petty, but yeah, it's... I'm like <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, but then. Then, in the latter, you know, half of the cruise, the guy was just freaking obnoxious. Yeah. He would constantly jump lines. He wouldn't wait for the song to begin. He'd demand things. He'd start singing in his own damn song, whatever. Yeah. He'd always do it with a smile, though. Yeah. And so he's one of those tricky people uh, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're you're villainous, but you're not playing the villain. And so it's like kind of hard to fully get mad at you and that's that's why he gets the bronze because he started off good he went sideways Silver. and he's a little no bronze yeah, yeah you, you said you had something about him though that you wanted to say yeah that, it, it was that moment where you know, he wasn't there he wasn't and, there and I absolutely loved that part because I knew it's a hoot yeah and I think I think, I think they did that I think Eden did that because they knew he wasn't there. And I think it's like the second time in because my life. Because I think I've... he would have ruined that song. He would have been up. He would have stood up. He would have been front and Something. center with Eden. 
He, uh, Uninvited. Yeah, yeah, no. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So he, um, yeah. And the funny thing is, I think it's the second mm-hmm. time ever on 24 Cruises now that mm-hmm. uh, the Piano Bar Entertainer has actually done the Saga Begins version of that song, yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah. So that was that was very special for me. Uh, so that's the bronze. And yeah. now we come to the gold medal winner oh. of the Terrible Traveler Award if for the Carnival not... Celebration Inaugural Sailing. Yeah, if you're not sitting down, folks, you might want to sit down for this one. We go back to the Piano Bar for this mm-hmm. one. Uh... I oh god I don't even know where to begin with this guy. Um, okay, you know what? I'm going to begin in a strange place, and I'm going to apologize in advance to my cousin. Yep. But he looks a lot like my cousin, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a cousin, my cousin Dale, who I like a lot. Uh, really bright guy, really fun. Uh, I enjoy like when when there's a family get together. He's one of those people that I really wish I could just spend a lot more time with talking to. Yeah. Uh, he is fantastic. On the yeah. off chance that you're any member of your family, <laughs> uh, if the Penners are listening, you know, like mm-hmm. hey, let's let's take a cruise together. Uh, I love you, people. So I love my cousin Dale, and so yeah. this guy looks like my cousin Dale. So I'm in. I immediately have a bias towards liking him. Um, because I'm like, hey, people who look like that are probably nice people and smart and fun and whatever, and enjoy to spend time with. So, uh, he's up at the piano, like, right by the, the sort of the counter that is, like, got the, the, the black and white keys on it. And so he's at the bar stool, whatever, and he's, and he's got this nice relaxed, you know, he looks like he, he lives there. And the first few times we went to go see Eden perform, he was buying him drinks and singing along, and uh, mm-hmm. Eden seemed to say nice things about him, and so they seemed to have nice com- camaraderie or whatever, uh, you know, uh, and he would kind of help manage the drinks, like, oh, after Eden had finished something, he would take it down to keep the, the piano clean and stuff. So he seemed like a super nice guy, a, you know, like a great bar fly in the piano bar. Uh, and so I, I just realized that, the yeah, the gold and the bronze have that similarity, that my initial impression was completely freaking wrong about these people. They just let me down, and maybe that's why it annoyed me so much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last night, oh my god, oh. Uh, so we're sitting um, behind the dude, yeah. and he's picking up his phone. And he's going on his phone periodically. And so we're like, okay, that's a little weird, a little disrespectful because you're not paying attention. But, but no he's deal. not keeping his phone private. Yeah, he's definitely making it so that it's easy for anyone to see what yeah. he's looking at. And I, uh, I don't mm. know who the girl was. Uh, I think it was more than one girl because I think the video of the woman in the red dress was different from the girl no, in the it, pictures. Right? No, it was it was the same woman. Oh, it was it, the same woman. It's the same woman. Well, I really hope it's his um, girlfriend or wife. I hope. Well, I did see a couple pictures of him and her together. Oh. Um, but okay. I also saw him flipping through pictures of her in not so. Um, there was a video um, where she lifted up the bottom half of her dress. Yeah. <laughs> And so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, and he, he was, yeah, he just kept, you know, randomly looking at these, um, sometimes borderline, sometimes over the border, pornographic oh, videos. they were pornographic, all right. Yeah. Yeah, they were full on nude. Yeah. And that was yeah. really weird. And yeah. there were a couple of women sitting next to him that were glancing over and clearly uncomfortable. You said that they, they noticed and yeah, they well, took pictures or something? Yeah, the one woman took, took a picture of his phone because he's sitting there, he has his phone extended out. Mm-hmm. Full on view, and everybody can see what he's displaying on his phone. Yeah, uh, it, and so that that that, that was yeah. that was bad enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, for yeah. a variety of reasons. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what to do in a situation like that. Um, but then we learned a little bit more because he got a phone call, and the phone call seemed to come from that woman. From the woman. Because yeah. there was, it wasn't like FaceTime or anything, but it was it was an audio call. Um, but it uh, the, the the picture that popped up was hers. Yeah. 
And so he leaves to take the call. Oh, look, he knows some manner of respect. He knows to leave uh, the piano bar to take his phone call. That's something. But <laughs> after he left, the truth came out. So it turns out he's a diamond cruiser. Um, but and actually, then... oh, sorry, if I can oh, uh, go ahead. politely interrupt. Please. Um, prior to him leaving, is the incident occurred that you're going towards. Is the, uh, Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. know anything about it. I saw it. it um, oh, okay. It, it was on the piano. Eden has a big glass jar at the at the end of the piano, and it's for tips. It's for anybody who wants to throw their dollar bills. In, Where I put all of my singles yeah. when he did the yeah. saga begins. So, he did that. so what he, what they're also doing is what Eden did, and every other person they had their song requests, and they were scrumpling up their their piece, pieces of paper that after their song was sung, and they would throw it to try and land it into this glass jar. Actually, I think it was mostly the tips he was throwing in the jar. Was it the tips? I don't think it was the song request. Oh, I thought it was the song. Oh, okay. So maybe that's more of a Gustavo thing. Okay, (laughs) I thought it was it was a song request. Anyways, um, during that yeah (laughs) during that time, um, one of the I guess yeah you're right because one of the pieces the money fell down underneath the piano, and so this individual that we are talking about decided to go under the piano while Eden was playing. To go retrieve this missing dollar bill or whatever it was. And in the process, he knocked over his uh, Eden's bottle of water. And where the bottle of water was, there was no cap on it. But where the bottle of water was, there was uh, a speaker off to the right of it that had exposed wires. <laughs> so when he dropped the bottle, the, the water spilled out underneath the piano uh the bench that he was sitting on, it wasn't exposed wires. It, it was wires to a speaker. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you don't want to, but they were like plugged in. Yeah, so the connections yeah, were, the, were kind of, yeah, the, the connections were there, you know? Yeah. So, um, in the splash zone, <laughs> if the water had reached that, it may have been a problem, a problem because water and electricity, we all, as we bad, all know, bad, bad don't mix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see why he would get mad at that. Mm-hmm. This individual, mm-hmm. you think when he climbed back out from under the piano, you think, he saw the water spilt. Did he clean it up? No. No, well, he's a diamond cruiser. He because doesn't need Eden, to the piano player, as game. he's playing, has to reach down with one hand to try and clean mop up, it up, mop it up. Wow. You know. And so, yeah, and, and it's interesting because um, one thing that after this individual, our mm-hmm. our gold medalist, yeah. has, had departed to take his phone call, and he didn't return, mercifully. Um, uh, Eden admitted that basically, like, uh, he was wearing $400 shoes, yeah. the water got all over them, in them, yeah. like, soaked his socks. Yeah. So yeah. he's performing the rest of the night. With in, wet socks. Yeah, and he's, in, mm. and he was like, I'm pretty sure these shoes are ruined. Because I guess they're not, like, outdoor shoes. Because, like, they're they're performance shoes. They're show shoes. They're, you know. Um, which, I mean, he might have been exaggerating for comedic effect or sympathy or whatever. Because it is a little weird that water would be enough to destroy shoes. Uh, I didn't see his shoes. Were they suede? I don't know. No, no. But, uh, you know, the Scotch guard on the shoes. Maybe the shoes. But anyways. Uh, so I think he might have been exaggerating slightly. But the, no. the point is, is that uh, Eden, who put up with our bronze medalist without ever saying a word other than saying, yeah. hey, it's my show. Repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. But yeah. all, endless 
endless patience with that guy. Once the guy was gone, he got a special song about him that I can't say the words even if we are mixed. Marked as explicit on iTunes. Uh, no. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't use those words in mixed company. <laughs> they are they are not good words. No, they're not. They were accurate words. Though. They were very accurate words. <laughs> um, and so like he but, was clearly upset with this guy. And he was like, and because he's di- and that that was the interesting thing he kept saying over and over again because he's diamond. I can't do anything. He can't do anything because he's yeah. I'm like, and again, is he saying that because it's funnier? Because it's part of the narrative, or are they legitimately ordered to take crap from diamond people? I, I mean, think they're ordered to take crap from anybody, pretty much. You you. You can't, and I believe they, they even said that. No matter how you feel about a guest and, and their actions, you, staff cannot, under any circumstances, talk negative of them. They can't. They're not allowed to. Or at least to them, certainly. And well, yeah. at least to them, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's but once that's in a while, people need good... to be put into their place. Yeah, you, you, you can be assertive and you can establish yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and and let people know when they're being inappropriate without necessarily being that. But I just found it interesting that it was tied to his loyalty level. Um, Because, yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope that, yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, I'm just concerned because I don't want people thinking that, like, you can go around behaving like this if you have a card of a particular color. You're still a human being dealing with other human beings. Yes. Uh, And and karma might be real. And it, and it (laughs) it doesn't take much effort to say please and thank you. You know, it's like if somebody if somebody clears your table, if a waiter comes over yeah. and clears your table, say thank you. Yeah. You know, Acknowledge it's like they're human. If if, if they way. take your order and he goes there anything else, I go, no, that's it. Thank you. You know, it's like um if if you're requesting some water or you want a drink, say please. Yeah. It doesn't take that like and there are a lot of people on this ship and other ships that I've been on that don't do that. They're disrespectful. They, they they think that the world revolves around them. And it, it, it... No. Yeah, and I think... Respect goes a long way. Well, and I think also, like, it, some of it might be habit. And mm. so the habit begins by no, no longer thinking you need to say please and thank you. Mm. And mm. then I think that it takes you down a road where you're okay with basically throwing water on somebody and not caring. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and being a jerk. And, and, and take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. So, uh, our hat is off to you, uh, gold medal winner. May Mm -hmm. we never cruise with you again. You are the winner of our inaugural uh, Terrible Traveler Award. (laughs) An award nobody wants to win, and I certainly don't want to ever win myself. But I bet you if this podcast goes on long enough, I might end up a nominee. (laughs) I try my best. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be another nominee. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we've been peppering this uh, this podcast with different things about the celebration, uh, and mm-hmm. so one more thing about the celebration that I kind of enjoy is there's kind of more than one MDR. Now I'm not just talking about the usual. There's one for any time and one for set dining. They actually uh, the way they treat it in the app is they have two other restaurants that are treated like the main dining room. Yeah, and so one of them is Chibang. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam calls it Shebang because he thinks that's funny and he's yeah. not entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's Shebang as well, you know? Yeah, it's easy to remember, that's yeah. for sure. Shebang, uh, Shebang! <laughs> Uh, with apologies to Ricky Martin and anyone who's listening, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a it's a Mexican uh, Chinese fusion, and I really recommend what was it the sweet and sour shrimp uh, and mm. the and the uh, the uh, what was it the um, the rolls. Uh, the, the vegetable spring rolls. The, yes, that's what it was. The vegetable yeah. spring rolls was really yeah, quite those good. Those are really good, yeah. And I'm a, not a fan of shrimp, so 
Ray, you can enjoy that, but the vegetable spring rolls were a delight. And they have a dessert that's, that's really close to creme brulee that you can get any night. So you don't yeah. have to wait for formal night. Oh, so I that's love nice. creme brulee now. And um, that was actually kind of funny. When we were at MDR, uh, I got two creme brulees. Uh, yeah. And so you're supposed to kind of crack the, the sugary coating the shell yeah the shell um but it had some it had like some still quasi melted sugar on it so as soon as my spoon hit it it went flying all over me oh i got all over my suit yeah uh and so i was able to eventually get it out just with water and a a washcloth but it took a bit yeah um anyways i digress and so the there there's also um the italian restaurant Mm mm-hmm uh, Cucina, which is also kind of treated like an MDR. They've got a chicken parmigiana that was really quite good. Um, I found some of like you know the postables and stuff is kind of, eh. uh, but the chicken parmigiana was really quite good. But you can you the cool thing is is there's crossover. So some of the items from one restaurant you can get in the other, yeah. and so you can get the chicken parmigiana oftentimes in the MDR, for example, the regular MDR, and uh, that was pretty cool. And there was also a feature that I noticed that came up in the app mid cruise. I didn't see this at the beginning. I don't think it was there until about day three or four of the cruise where you can actually select next available table. Yes. And it would basically get you across those three. Yeah. And the thing is, is it was never MDR. MDR always has the longest wait. Yeah. Uh, at least after the yeah. first few days. Because I think everyone tries those. Like, we tried it really early on. And then we went mm-hmm. back to Shebang once, but we didn't go back to Kachina. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think the demand drops off after those first few days uh, where it's never going to be MDR if you select that option. But uh, if you're hungry and you want to eat dinner quick. Yeah. In a restaurant, then that option is there for you, and that's kind of nice. But uh, the current state of the Carnival Hub app, do not trust the wait times. <laughs> no. Be ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah. So right now, I am looking on the uh, on the Hub app for the dining options. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucina is under a 10-minute wait. Yeah. Chibang is 20 to 30-minute wait. Oh. Uh, Festival is under a 10-minute wait right now. Well, I've been proven wrong in like 90 seconds. That might be a land speed record for... But, <laughs> However, one of my theories don't by trust the those times. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. We've done Reality it where we had an hour wait time, and all of a sudden, oh, your table's ready, and we had to scramble. So, yeah. well, and I think that being that weird night, maybe they were just making a bunch of tables suddenly available. Yeah, uh, all under the code table seven hundred. Like, that was the theory, do, but but then it also kind of happened like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> on a, just a regular old night. So I and th- that was just in the regular old MDR. So it was yeah. like I don't. I do believe there was a time where it said under a 10 minute wait and we waited about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was closer yeah. to a half hour if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah, that's so, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't necessarily trust the times. Trust Just the time. be, be ready to go when you check in, uh, but have a plan for killing a lot more time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, keep an eye on that phone because the notifications don't necessarily come through. And in a yeah, timely sometimes way. The, the Hub app doesn't even load. So And between the three of us, like yeah. one of us might get the notification right away and the other yeah. two will, one, one will be saying, oh, 10 more minutes, the other one will say 20 more minutes or something. Yeah. And so, um, if you are checked in with multiple people, what uh, we, we recommend is when your table becomes available is hop into the chat if you've got a group chat going with your group and then let them know the table's available that way. That's what we've been doing yeah. to manage it because they only hold the table for 10 minutes after they say it's available. Uh, would they possibly bend that? I don't know, but we're going by what the app says. Yeah. Uh, so you know, don't risk it, especially if it's something you really want and you've been waiting a long time. Uh, so there you have that. Uh, yeah. So. 
Uh, I think that's pretty good. I've got I've got some some harassing messages from Uh-oh. from Facebook that I should probably go deal with. Uh, uh, John Heald called out our group because some members yeah. were posting inaccurate things, uh, and so he he determined uh, basically to blame us, even though we never wrote it. Yeah, uh, you know we're a group that has free speech, and so people were saying some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so since then, and it's been over two weeks. People, please for the love of God, move on with your lives. Yeah, uh, I've been getting a lot of harassing messages, and so this guy that was. Uh, was threatening me before um i think i said i i I was asking him like are you threatening me or something because he sent some threatening messages Mm -hmm. he says if you don't know you should you'll find out in due time Mm -hmm. so i guess i'll find out what he's threatening to do to me uh so and the funny thing is this guy's last name is petty so mr petty (laughs) accurate name um (laughs) yeah i don't care about your threats move on with your life i'm not that interesting (laughs) that you want to message threats to me because it's it's just going to be a boring, unpleasant time for you, and I'm just going to go report that to Facebook. So, um, yeah. And the funny thing is, is with John Heald calling out the group, when he calls out uh, a cruiser who complains, he redacts their name. When he calls out a YouTuber that says something that maybe is problematic for him, he redacts the name. Mm-hmm. When he called out our group, he did not redact the name and decided mm-hmm. to share it, and I've been getting hate messages and threats ever since. So, uh, you know... That doesn't seem fair. Um, But I did reach out to him and I said, like, hey, I'm sorry that things that people who are not me posted in my group was causing some headache for you. Like, how can we work together? Maybe is there some way I can make your job easier? I reached out to him uh, and and he responded and he was like, no, you know, don't worry about it. Like, I understand you're trying to, you know, take charge of it. And, uh, you know, that's fine. And he even said, like, he'll be looking forward to promoting us in the future, which I don't know if that's what he thought he was doing. Um and the thing is, is like, we're not about achieving numbers, which is ironic because I think the group literally just hit 200,000 members. I only just happened to notice that when I loaded it, but we're not about like trying to be the biggest group or whatever. We just want to be our group. Uh, we believe in things like clear rules that are easy to understand and follow and remember and free speech and, you know, not hiding negative experiences and telling the truth. We believe in these things. And so we want to be a group about those things. Uh, mm-hmm. We happen to have grown substantial in size. I believe we might be like the largest or second largest carnival cruising group on facebook uh people have told me and people tell me when we hit these milestones but like that's not what we're about we're about the being the kind of group we want to be uh and so if if he's like promoting us in a way that gets me these hate messages i could do without it uh in all honesty uh so um yeah if 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 you're gonna message threats to me um then i'm going to report those threats to facebook and i've i've gotten multiple uh, uh facebook accounts shut down for threats uh, it's not hard to do. I've done it many mm-hmm. times. It doesn't take a lot of my time. I don't enjoy it. Uh, but just like, yeah, threats are a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. Don't bother. Yeah. Uh, and so John Heald and I are in a good place. So these random people who are like sticking up for the brand ambassador that everybody knows who yeah. never asked for them to do that, uh, he's good. <laughs> and we're good. Uh, so, uh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so if you want to reach out to us with a topic for the podcast, if you've got a question for us, a video you want to see, that's all absolutely lovely. Happy to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, viewer mail and stuff like that is awesome. Uh, but obviously the threats are inappropriate. A violation of terms of service for Facebook. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I'm going to, you know, go deal with that guy. Uh, so that's no fun on my cruise, but that won't take but a moment. And then uh, I guess we're going to figure out, as a single tear rolls down 
the cheek where our final our, dinner yeah, um, the celebration our final meal shall be we'll go look at the menus that's one thing that's lovely about the hub app is they do have the menus and you can look several days in advance you can really plan things out yeah. know before you go yeah. um, which is good for a couple of reasons partly so you make the right choices but also once you get to the restaurant you're not mm-hmm. spending tons of time hopefully trying to figure it out while the waiter's waiting yeah. so Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure that you're subscribed. We're going to have a couple more episodes coming out before the end of the year because I've got two more cruises coming. So expect two more uh, uh, episodes both on the panorama in the next few weeks. Uh, And I will, I'm sure, continue talking about this trip in coming podcasts uh, if not for years to come, because this was such an amazing trip. It was an epic and trip, And this ship yeah. is so amazing. We've yeah. only just scratched the surface of things about this ship. For example, something to look forward to, uh, this doesn't seem to have self-service laundry. It has something called ironing rooms, which I've never heard of before. Mm. And so I went and I investigated that earlier today. Uh, so I've got my investigative ironing room journalism video coming to YouTube soon. So check us out on YouTube, uh, Vacation Impossible. If you want to support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, that's cool. No pressure. Uh, you can get additional behind-the-scenes pictures and some blog writings. Or at the $3 a month level, uh, you can find out, you know, my innermost thoughts and, and, and dark feelings and things like that. So you can enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll share my inner most dark secrets too cool yeah cool yeah and uh yeah so uh thank you so much for listening uh and we will see you next time take care bye